Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Thank you for coming back for another episode of Geekscape. This is episode 169. I'm your host, Jonathan London, and this is your favorite movies, video games, and comic book review and news show. Um, I'm here for episode 169. You are. Um, no, 69 him, Gilmore. This is Brian Walton, who's been on the show before. Yeah. He's uh, one of our writers, one of our correspondents, one of our favorite characters here. And uh, thank you for coming into our life and coming on the Geekscape couch, Brian Walton. Thank you for having me. You've and been a part of this for a year. Is this the last Geekscape in this in this house? Or? No, next week we're going to have Ian Kerner here for a complete diatribe oh. on The Last Airbender. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad I'm going to be out of town. I want to be here for that. Man, that's yeah. going to be epic. Well, at least someone was recording it. It's going to be brutal. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we have Brian Gilmore over here, stage left. Um... And, uh, yeah, where, where have you been, Gilmore? Last, last week we didn't have you. I was in Vancouver. Why, are you, why were you there? Ben's sister. And how was that? Awesome. It, it, was, a, it was a serene weekend of love okay. and, and, and happiness. And next, <laughs> next week, and why are we missing you? Uh, we're actually, I'm actually flying back up to Seattle. For what? Leah's flying back up to Seattle for the 4th of July. Oh, okay, cool. She's, whenever she house-sits in Seattle and they leave her alone in like this huge two-story house... She actually flies me up. Yeah, Operation Fuck Time. Yeah. So, guys, uh, if you're in Seattle next weekend, our friend Ryan Ryder, who uh, did the Hollywood Outdoor Cinema with us last summer, we're looking forward to another season of that. Yay. We're doing ZombieCon. This yes. thing, uh, ZombieCon, Zombie Halloween weekend. Cool news about ZombieCon uh, this weekend before uh, you know, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. We confirmed Bruce Campbell for in yeah. Seattle Halloween weekend at ZombieCon. Geekscape sponsored ZombieCon. Um, wait, wait, wait. So when is ZombieCon? It's Halloween it? weekend. Halloween weekend. Okay. But okay. next weekend. But, but next weekend is this walk that they're doing the red, white, uh, and Yeah, we are taking back the Guinness Book of World Records largest zombie walk. From England? Right? From, yes, England. Red, white, and dead. You got to bring them back to the States. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, nice. It's USA. Not... <laughs> USA. It's the modern Here's the thing about the British. Uh, um, having the having the zombie walk, I, I think that that uh, like five people actually showed up for the zombie walk, but the rest of the people got included because their fucking teeth and the paleness of their skin. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, "Oh, that is a shitload of zombies." When really it was like they went to like a mall or something and they just counted everybody who had That's fucked up teeth and shitty skin. Zombies. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Wow, that is a bunch of chimney sweep zombies." <laughs> um, so I think I think now it'll be official and we'll actually get the record back. Uh, and Ryan, everybody's pushing. So if you're in Seattle. Well, because we gotta hit back. You, you, know? you want to do that? You want you and Leah want to go and do? Yeah. A you gonna cover that for us? Maybe. You gonna cover? I mean, it'd be fun to do. It's the middle of the day. When is it? Uh, to the third of it, July. It's the third of July. It's next Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Yeah, it's next a zombie day. walk. Maybe we'll be there. And it, it's like four dollars to to be part of it. You have to pay to be part of this. And they're yeah. teaching the thriller dance and everything. Teaching the thriller. It's gonna Did be. Did they do this last year where you had to pay and they got a world yeah. record of people? Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But and all the money goes to like permits and and, co and like off off duty cops. And it's going and back like into like, this year. It's going back into ZombieCon to so we can put on a good event there. So okay, so no no more off duty cops, but no, they're paying for all the off duty cops and all the that's uh, cool. And uh, you're gonna get to try Dead Rising two before anyone else. That's right. Ooh. Uh, so, so if you're in Seattle, um, go check it out and. Tell us how Dead Rising 2 is. This yeah, coming weekend. You're in Seattle and right. you hate save points. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, Alright guys, so let's get this episode rolling. Um, Brian Walton, my friend, you went and saw this new movie, Night and Day, starring Tom Cruise and um, and uh, Cameron Diaz. Mm -hmm. And and it's got like... Uh, now, from the trailers, I, I really like James Mangold. I like everything he's done. Uh, and... I was excited to see this movie when I found out it was him. Like otherwise, it just seemed like a big popcorn blockbuster, which it might it's, be. It, yeah, which is yeah, it, it, it is. It is. But it's but very see, much. but I, I think I think he's just a, a good filmmaker. Yeah. You know, I liked his Three Ten to Yuma. I liked uh, Copland. Oh. I liked. Um, it, you know, this movie does. This movie is enjoyable. Mm -hmm. did, did you see it? No, but but okay. what? But what is it, 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 now from the trailer? You think that like Tom Cruise is. Is a an agent who's gone rogue, but he's a little silly and like a little crazy. And Cameron Diaz doesn't know if he's really an agent or not, and she's being shepherded around. 
And spoiler warning, I think, but from what I can piece together, because mid, like up through through a lot of the trailers, she's like, "Oh my god, I don't know what to do. People are shooting at me!" And then out of nowhere, she's like throwing clips at her gun and like turning around on a motorcycle. I'm like, she's like a dormant agent no, who's no, trying no. to wake up. No, no, no. What, like, okay, that's like, that's like cool. she like she's the partner who he's oh, trying to wake up. That's what I thought. Shit, that's good. That's wait, hold on, that's good. But What'd you because think? what I assumed because Walton seen it, I don't want to. What my assumption was was like you know when like uh, when you have like a black comedy and there is a white person in there. By the end of the movie, the white person's good at dancing. Yeah, I assumed it was that kind of no, thing. No, I, I think I think that they brainwashed her, oh. and he's trying to wake her up because he found out something he shouldn't, and he needs her to wake up so they can solve this thing together and turn things over on the bad <laughs> okay. guys in the agency. Okay, so he's the, he's the good cop. <laughs> Okay, and, so, and, I, and I pretty much, I th- I'm pretty sure from Walton's reaction, I just pretty much nailed it. No, that no, I so, feel very Machiavellian because I know the correct answer, okay. and you yeah, guys so, are like going back and forth. Are we forth. off? Yeah, exactly. You're off. Uh, I'm so, off. Oh, good. I'm so glad I'm off. That it makes me actually want to see the movie. Um, well, actually, I thought the same thing. I thought it was going to be a very long kiss, goodnight type mm-hmm. movie. Oh, that movie Where where it was like Cameron Diaz was Gina Davis, and she was mm-hmm. brainwashed and couldn't remember being an agent. What it actually is is a I mean, you're kind of close. Gilmore got a little bit closer. Right. I mean, she's not an expert at the end, but the trailer totally, like, threw me. I thought it was going to be Cameron Diaz was an agent, just like you did. Right, right. Um, Watch so many black comedies. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't spoil it. Yeah, it, it's. I'm not going to spoil it either. Um, I, I don't want to give away how the movie ends, but the movie is it. It's a very cliche um, thing to say about it is, Strong enough for a man, but his page bounds for a woman. Uh, <laughs> That's not bad. It's um, it's it's kind of like a uh, you got romantic comedy in my action film, or right. you got action film in my romantic comedy. I like that. Yeah. So so the beginning so, of the movie isn't gonna spoil anybody. Like um, like like they they just do happen against uh, they, onto each other on Tom Cruise plays uh, essentially a charming version of Ethan Hunt. Right. He is a funny, affable guy. Actually, that was one of the best parts about the movie is you get to see why you like Tom Cruise right. again I so love much. Tom Cruise. You're just like, wow, this is why I like the guy. He's fun. You <laughs> the look on Gilmore's face is like, yeah, I like him. I like him. He throws out these like <laughs> fucking asides that are retarded. <laughs> I love Tom Cruise. Um, but no, he. We, we actually talked to Tom Cruise's representatives. He could give a fuck about you. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna make this film. Can you make sure Brian Gilmore doesn't see it? Like, so uh, Cruz, we've actually gotten a quote from Mr. Gilmore of Geekscape uh, as to why he loves you. How do you feel about Mr. Gilmore? Who? <laughs> That's quotable. Right quotable. Um, the, he is trying to. Um, he's a good spy, and actually, he's kind of using Cameron Diaz to get something through airport security. Mm-hmm. And he ends up yeah. and. Just in that interaction where he's trying to use her, they end up kind of flirting. hitting it off, flirting, and then there's a plane where there's tons of CIA agents, and he is supposed to be the only person on the plane aside from the CIA agents, and um, they think she's involved from uh, some video feeds from the security, and so they're like, okay, put her on the plane too, we'll get them both, and... There's a wicked fight scene on the plane where Tom Cruise just kills everybody. Like, literally kills mm-hmm. everybody. And then the race is on. Uh, and then, the yeah. yeah. And it becomes very much, at first she doesn't know if she can trust him. She's trying to get away from him and the people that are chasing him. So she's So she's given up people. on wherever she's actually going on the plane. Oh, no, she actually, like, like, Tom Cruise gets her home. Oh, okay. Tom Cruise gets her to Boston. And uh, <laughs> I that actually, kind of, like, description, I'm like... But does she ever get to where she wanted to go at the beginning of the movie? Did she get fired from her job? Did, did, well, did she make her layover? <laughs> she, well, the, he crashes the plane, and then she wakes up in her bed in Boston. Okay. Which, you're kind of wondering, like, Tom Cruise knew where she lived. And it's not like, I mean, and, maybe she had a wallet on her, but but it makes you think that maybe the population of Boston, like, sleeps a lot, because, like, <laughs> what, what, how he gets her from, like, the airport or an explosion. Like, how does he get her home? She sleeps so much in this movie. Okay. Yeah, like, does. did you sleep during this movie? Was it fun? You liked it. I liked it. I liked the beginning. I liked the end. The middle, you're just kind of like, eh. Can we move it along? It's not, it, it, it's not going to go down as a classic. But it is one of those movies where I'm just kind of like, if this movie was made 20 years ago, this would be Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Oh, okay. Like, it's, it's kind of... Turn on of, the wire. Yeah, it definitely, like, I, 
I thought of that movie a couple of times through That's this. That's a little Mel Gibson going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, where, well, we don't need to give a review for on the wire now, do we? But um, so basically, uh, maybe a matinee. Yeah, or, it, or a rental. And um, a rental on a nice system. Rental, if if you go to the movies a lot, which I'm sure our geekscape people, our geekscapists do. Um, yeah, if if you've got nothing else to watch, definitely check out a matinee. If you've gone to enough other movies this summer, um, but I would definitely watch it over um, some of the other things that are out right now. This has been a crappy summer for movies. During that review, I actually drew a kitty cat. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I wish you were lying, but there's a cat. It has been a crappy movie uh, summer for movies, but then you see like trailer, like then you see like a poster for Inception, and you're like, that's a movie that I will only get into, excited about as when I'm sitting in the seat. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't you're it, not don't you feel like for that? Inception? I I actually every time I see a poster, I I go to half mast. I'm like, oh god, that looks good. I mean, like, I'm excited for the last Airbender just to put myself at rest. Yeah. Just to put myself at, like, at ease. I like checking your bank account on a Monday after checks have not gone through. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I, you're like, you're like, oh, that's a great <laughs> metaphor. I uh, admittedly like shitty bounce. movies. <laughs> I admittedly like shitty movies, right. and yet when I see a trailer for The Last Airbender, I'm going, yeah, because it's not—it's not an endearing shitty movie. It's not a shitty movie with any charm that you'd be like, no. "Dude, I can't wait to laugh through this shit with my friends." If know? it had any charm, they would have shown it in the trailers already. You right. know? Yeah. They would have shown at least one, um, one, one scene of the characters interacting and it being funny, like most of the show. I just, uh, I, I think I imagine them already building up their defense. Like, this isn't Avatar. This isn't Avatar. This is the Last Airbender. There's a difference. You people lacked Avatar. This ain't that. <laughs> this ain't Avatar. This ain't no Avatar. That's how M. Night Shyamalan uh, talks. Other movies I'm looking forward to this summer. You wrote a review up. Uh, you wrote a, a story up on Geekscape. That mm-hmm. was things that are left this summer that you're excited about. I mean, Scott Pilgrim's an obvious one. Yes. Um, Expendables for me is an obvious one. Yeah. Any I'm, man with, with blood coursing through his veins needs to see that movie. I'm kind of happy. With a Red Bull. Um, with that article, I've, uh, with the stuff that's come out since I wrote that article, I've actually kind of... Um, properly predicted whether or not you should go or not yeah you've because, inventorized the yeah for everyone. Um, i was like go see this don't go see this and then like um toy story 3 i said go see it's turned out to be like one of the best movies of the summer if not the best movie yeah of the summer so far. you love um, that shit yeah and, maybe the best summer best movie of the year and then what's better hmm. i don't know let me throw that gauntlet down what's better i 2010 2010 2010 I always get confused about what I've seen in 2010 versus what and the came weird out thing in 2010. Is, the weird thing is that How to Train Your Dragon is right there with it. Yeah. Um, guys, I mentioned Sylvester Stallone. He had, this is news that I've taken from the Geekscape website at geekscape.net. He has quote unquote retired from acting. He's only going to be directing now. But but he, well, if Amanda Bynes is gone, fuck it. Yeah, What's yeah. the point? Yeah, that that was news on the Geekscape site. Was that Sylvester Stallone has retired from acting? Well, I think for him it was. Uh, it, it was, if I'm going to retire, I, I need, at least need to retire on my terms, because didn't he retire a couple of years ago based on nobody would retire? <laughs> wow, wow. Brian Walton, everybody. Wow. Now, yeah, now he's retiring on his terms. It's like Michael, Jordan. It's like Michael Jordan going out after like yeah. three wit rings. Yeah. And he's going to go play baseball for a little bit, then he's going to come back. But The Expendables, Yeah, though, The Expendables like, That's a good... Yeah, looks cool. looks a awesome. A movie with a scene with Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, and, and Sylvester Stallone. Right. It's like... Oh. That's a good last movie for Sylvester. No, I just I went to the new Bev uh, three weeks ago and watched a Sylvester Stallone triple feature. <laughs> right. Like That's I watched it was Cobra, um, Tango and Cash, and Cliffhanger. Triple feature. Jesus. He sat through that. It's like noses bleeding. I, I had a great time during Cobra because I didn't remember yeah, seeing that goes, since I was a kid. The guy he goes, you know that that's how bad for your health. What is Binge? No me. And he fucking fucks <laughs> that dude up. You want to go to hell, pig? Cobra was his replacement for Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, yeah, because he, he didn't get it. And then he wanted to make that. And then there was the humor was so off-putting in Cobra that he ended up signing on to Tango and Cash because he wanted to do a funny <laughs> yeah. movie. And then Tango and Cash, like, I forgot how crazy that movie gets towards the end. I've where it's like, it. yeah. you you would love it. Okay. Uh, and like then Cliffhanger, it. I almost fell asleep on. So. Cliffhanger's good. Cliffhanger. That movie should just be called Grubbahead. Grandma <laughs> I I look forward to um, seeing what he directs uh, 
next. Yeah. Because yeah. he's. But he's I, I like, yeah, I like seeing I mean, him in it too. And he's a good writer. He wrote Cobra. He wrote. Um, Rocky. He wrote Rocky. He wrote Tango and Cash. He. I mean, people. He wrote Rainbow Five. Because he comes Rainbow off a little Four, cheesy. He comes off very cheesy in a lot of his films. He's still a very. You think in Rambo Four it was like, explosion happens. He, uh, Rambo Art runs it. I I enjoyed the latest Rambo. Fuck yeah, you did. I I I thought now. Yeah. It had Julie Benz. And Julie Benz, yeah. yeah it, Julie Benz will be in anything violent. She. Oh, she's like Boondock uh, Saints Two. Did you see that Boondock <laughs> Saints Two? I you don't saw turn that? off movies. I turned off Boondock Saints Two. Why would you rent it? Because well, it was on Netflix streaming. Oh, I, ha- I had to watch it. I mean, I, I mean it was on Netflix streaming. What else were you doing? Two productive hours. Um, you, by the way, you think your Xbox Live Netflix Instant Play is done in secret, my friend? <laughs> uh, Jason, uh, today, Jason no, 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 no. You, you told me Jason was out of town. He is. Demolition Man. Was oh, you're, you're fuck watching. Yeah. Demolition I love Man. Demolition Man. What's Demolition, Man's Demolition, Man's Man? Demolition Man's good. That's what I woke up to. This but, 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 Brian. Why is it on your DVD collection? You think you're, <laughs> you think you're doing this shit in secret? We can see what you're doing, man. We can tell that you don't own Demolition Man. <laughs> all right? You want to keep secrets? Jump offline, all right? You want to keep secrets, because we can see what you're watching. I'm not ashamed. So, I'm actually one of the few... I it should be I, a shame that shit isn't up here somewhere. All right, man? I am disappointed he's retiring. I, I am too. I, I, it's... And we'll see what happens. I'm yeah. fine with it. He'll be back when he's they still, need him. I'm sure he'll do cameos and stuff. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, speaking of directors, this whole thing about Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, it took a couple times. It's so pissed <laughs> This whole thing about it, I'm sorry to speak like so much alone. This whole thing with uh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Uh, kind of backing That's... off The Hobbit because it started, you know, it was obvious with like the whole MGM sales situation. Uh, he, they weren't. Gonna, it was going to start conflicting with some of the other movies that Guillermo del Toro had done deals for directing. Um, now there's the story coming out of Deadline, New York, that possibly Peter Jackson is uh, going to be the director for the Hobbit film and whatever Middle Earth film comes after that. But it's like, I don't even see if that's a realistic option because MGM still needs $4 billion for their purchase. There's that rumor that Warner Brothers is going to acquire them. They're probably not going to acquire them. Lionsgate is probably going to maybe merge with them, but it's $4 billion. I'm just... $4 billion for the Bond franchise is really what... I mean, what else did they got? They oh, got Sony's they got keeping Pink, Bond. They got... Well, so, Sony got the rights to Bond. That was the whole reason they did that thing before, and now that they've... If, Sony's, if, Sony, the has rights rights, if Sony has the rights to Bond, then what's keeping a Bond movie from being produced? It's the MGM sale. No, it was just the fact that they... When did you get those it. it was a shitty script. You... You did. No, no. Like, I, the, the, the bond, the, the the story we ran was that the bond movies were on indefinite hiatus because of this MGM sale. It's the only the, value. Had the rights out. No, right? it's the only value. MGM that came from uh, United Artists. Now it's at MGM. The Bond franchise is pro- like what else of value do they have? MGM like Tom and Jerry. The, le- <laughs> the, 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 the the I mean no I mean the Legally Blonde franchise like I I really don't know. Um, but this Hobbit thing. I'm sick of hearing news yeah. of who's directing it. I, I honestly, wanna, yeah, at this point, if it ever gets made, I'll be surprised. Right. I'm just not. I don't even think it's necessary. I'm probably the only person who feels that way, but I just I like the the Lord of the Rings story. Why not just let people read for once? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? Not a bad argument. Like, just let them read the. They can. They know that they have their own characters now. They can just read it. Um. So uh, another book to movie story is these Twilight fans. You guys were talking about Twilight fans before we uh, started the camera. Like, well, what is the story? Uh, um. Uh, Twihards are. Uh, now, what is a Twihard for the uninitiated? Oh, fuck that, Gilmore. My audience is retarded. I think I think they know. Uh, <laughs> because a lot of people call them Twitards or. Twitards. Uh, they're, twi- they're the Twitards. Um, and I'm wondering if there's a difference. Girls that can't get a boyfriend. That's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. We've got Eclipse coming out next week, which I will not watch. Eclipse, uh, yeah. Um, right. What did I call it? No, no, I, uh, you, no, you got, oh. it. You got it. Eclipse. Got okay. It. Um, talking to myself over here. <laughs> What did I say? No, you said uh, that. But over the weekend, our friend Ryan Ryder uh, has has the Fremont Outdoor Cinema yeah. sister program to the Hollywood Outdoor Cinema, and um, they had two cast members from Twilight there, um, and they were like 
background. There's Nikki Reed and Elizabeth Reeser. Okay. Uh, chick who plays Esme and a girl who plays a background vampire. Okay. And they're, they're like... They're, they're, <laughs> Sorry, I was leaving the house and I heard Toy Hard and... Yeah. Then I just came back to tell everybody that... Laura's gonna beat me up, isn't Laura, she? Laura what? Texas. <laughs> oh, right. Team Jacob. Texas is on Team Jacob. Our, our Boston Terrier, and I'll tell you this, sorry to interrupt, but Laura, uh, when I was out of the house, cause it, ha- it, had, it had, Laura watches these movies because they're so ri- ridiculous, but she gets them on, like, on demand. So when I was gone, thank God, she on demanded this last one where Tyler Lautner mm-hmm. turns into, like, this werewolf. And a giant puppy. And every, and every time there's, like, a dog on the screen, Texas just goes... <laughs> and just like is on it right and the dogs growl and the, you know they act like fucking dogs yeah. these werewolves and he's just into it right so she, I came home and she's like okay listen you're gonna be mad at me but I I on demand did the whole Twilight the new one well that's better than it, what it, you it, on it, demand it, when it, she's it. out of the house <laughs> and Texas was like into it so yes te- Texas on team Jacob but what happened to this Seattle um, thing kid, girls kids were getting in line two days in advance just to see these people, not to see the new movie, like a respectable Star Wars. Did they fan. screen a movie at all? They did. They even they screamed. The, screamed. Yeah. What are they, they screened doing? the last one. Okay. Uh, new Moon. The and, one Texas likes. Yeah. Yeah, but um, not to. Th- th- there, there was a, a nice list done online um, at the place where Rank, Gilmore and I work. Ranker. Ranker. Com, yeah, let's do it. Um, a list of the craziest things uh, Twilight fans have done, and like I was reading this and I was just shocked. Like a girl shot. A kid with a flare gun because he said he didn't like the Twilight movies. A girl also tried to slit a guy's throat uh, because he was yeah. an anti, which is the other side of the Twihards. And it's, then, like, the yeah, editor listen, of a school listen, newspaper listen. got beat up because she wrote a negative review in the school paper about no, it. Listen, There's that dildo listen, we got in listen, that one episode of Geeks Game. Yeah, no, no, listen, you listen, can read the list. <laughs> listen, you guys, go, go find that list and re- you read it. But... It's it's probably not comparable to what people do in fucking video games when they like kill their cat or like shoot their brother and also shit like that. List. Yeah, I mean I mean that's the list. Now now what I want to know is is our comic, but this is I, one book. I that's know. a whole medium. I know, but well they make Star Wars fans look tame. Right, but what about what about have, have comic book fans ever freaked out and done shit like that? I don't think they go outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think like uh, they would walk out with a Green Lantern ring and just get beat up trying to use it. I don't, I don't, no, no, it hasn't happened to me. <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't. I don't know if you. Didn't yeah. you almost get beat up wearing green? What did I? What did I almost said? Oh, no, 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 no. no, no Celtics I, Lakers. It was the Celtics Lakers when I walked I out wearing the green shirt. No, but you haven't seen our audience, Walton. There's literally pictures of these guys, of one of these, at least one of these guys. Oh yeah, with a bed of guns. Yeah, he's in front of his whole armory. That's um, that's uh, Frank Sanders up in like Long Island, <laughs> and he, he he's the guy. Whenever I'm on the East Coast, he's I'm like not he's like fun of you at he's all. Like, Frank. He's like hey, uh, he's like hey, John, you should come by my house. And I'm like, you just made the list. You know he's got one. <laughs> like you, sh- you should post more pictures of the weapons that you hold. <laughs> he's intense. Frank is, is intense. intense. You know, our audience is intense. What I like is I follow Frank on Twitter, and uh, this is the guy who bought like the tin fucking collector set of troy <laughs> and he, but he listens to every episode so frank i know you're listening right now and you mean uh, Rome? It, the troy the troy. fucking movie okay okay the, the shit-ass movie and uh and, and so, i know i know, I know. And, and he harps on me for the fact that i didn't like cloverfield a movie that most people are pretty much you know it's like sick during that movie. yeah it's like it's like most people some people liked it some people didn't like it it didn't fucking change cinema <laughs> it's not a movie to right. be passionate it's like not a movie to be passionate about right Mr. Gilmore point for you I'll draw you another dog uh, the the thing is though following him on Twitter he goes it's not Toy Story 3 meh kind of boring <laughs> he would bring, <laughs> it's a good thing he's not a critic he would bring down the Rotten Tomatoes score so bad I like Frank Sander meh kind of soulless kills small animals covers himself in their fur and the, Geekscape shirt. The opinion anchor of the internet. Yeah, I like that there's a guy out there who literally, when he opens his closet, says, what should I wear today? Geekscape shirt or human skin? <laughs> like, the fact that that person's out there... Like, no, and bulletproof just, vest. Just, yeah. Geekscape shirt, human skin, bulletproof... 
Do these or, two go together? Or it's a Cloud Posse outfit. <laughs> or a Juggalo uniform. He's a Juggalo. He's a Juggalo. By the way, did you guys see, uh, before we move on, Coolio was, I think, going to tour with the Insane Clown Posse. Oh, that right? would have been insanity. They, I think they did. Um, and as sort of a, sh- uh, a show of You didn't of feel faith, that? A show of faith, uh, he got a tattoo. Uh, uh, Coolio got a Juggalo tattoo, and it says Juggalo for life. And I don't know if it was Coolio, I don't know if it was the tattoo guy, but one of them misspelled Juggalo. So what's it say? It says Juggalo. But like, what do you with do? one G? Mm. That sucks. Yeah. What I like really that sucks. Can Juggalo spell that well anyway? That's, that's forever. <laughs> what I like is that what you call a, a sign of faith. I call it a blatantly pathetic attempt at press. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I call it a blatantly pathetic yeah, attempt at press. This is a guy from, who wrote a letter saying, can I please be back in a daredevil? Can you cut me back in? <laughs> He's like, hey, Weird Al, I'll parody another one of my songs so that we can go into the public together and yell at each other. Um, what I like is that he didn't like Gangster Paradise being parodied. He would probably pay Weird Al to parody one of his songs today. Um, so side note, um, anyway, my I, I, uh, I gotta say, side note of a side note. <laughs> well, actually this is uh, a side note. The episode. Worst segue ever. No, 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 go for um, it. nice job in people versus George Lucas. Oh, thanks man. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were get, really get good in it. Make it. Thank you. Thank you. fucking working. I bought you a ticket and you're just like, I'm not going. Man, I was busy. You saw how busy I was. I was, I was a little nervous. I mean, I don't know. I, I like the movie. I, I'm a big fan. But um, but uh, it was the first time seeing it with like Laura, and I got like all nervous. So I was holding her hand, and like I couldn't. I get like all. I just uh, I get it, all antsy seeing like myself up there. Tentacles. Yeah, it's, I get all antsy seeing myself. The, the great thing about that movie was um, you were the voice of reason. <laughs> what like do you that's mean? what was there weird. Were some good people. There were some good people, but you were like the most sensible one. Everybody else was kind of like like you made some of those people people look I, you look like Roger Ebert compared to most of those people some loud, hey that's some me. loud people who are cool you know but it's a fun movie uh, they're uh, they're working on getting distribution yeah they're working um, on getting sold for distribution when it comes out go see it uh, we, we're in yeah. the credits we're in the credits uh, geekscape.net it. it says my name geekscape.net and um, yeah but it was a great movie and um, uh, great to see that reception at the LA Film Fest just wanted fun? to throw that in there since that happened this week and yeah. Joss Whedon was there and Joss, Joss, Joss Whedon, Whedon was there you sat next to our good friend Chris Trompolis which was cool because I had actually seen his movie years ago which he did the, um, the Raiders remake Ra- Raider remake when he was a kid we've had him on Geek's he remade yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark for shot for shot with but, his friends but I, I had never met him and I had seen that and always really thought it was fun and it made me want to do a grown-up version of Stand By Me, where we did the opposite. <laughs> well, well uh, Walton's saving us seats, and I'm running late, and uh, and I, I'm coming into the theater, and I see Chris, and uh, and I go, Chris, like sit with us. You know, you with anybody? He said no, so he comes and he sits with us, and I put him next to Walton, and before the movie starts, I go, oh, Walton. By the way, Chris did the like the best fan film ever. He did, he's the guy who did Raiders, shot for shot, and Walton just goes, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I really how gay is this he, he then says I gotta twitter this <laughs> I keep people informed this is why we don't tell you shit oh my this God. is why we keep you in the dark what what that I appreciated the guy's fan film I gotta tweet this I gotta tweet this and, and, and when I said that he goes you and Brian Harp will be all the fucking time <laughs> you're just like Gilmore to which I said one of the meanest things I've ever said to another human being that's not true which is well I've said some mean shit but I go don't worry Walton there's a little Jerry O'Connell in you, just waiting to get out. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, okay, you shaved your head like the fucking kid from Stand By Me. Well, no, I get, um, from fucking Gilmore over here, I get, wow, you just you look just like Pyle from fucking uh, Full <laughs> Metal Jacket. You. No, 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 Ben Dunn, Ben Dunn, actually. Oh, Ben Dunn said that. <laughs> and I go, you just I go, jumped in, and I remember you doing it, because you just jumped in like, you're right! Wow, like, he does, well, he's well, going to shoot us all. Walton, Walton, oh, it's because that was really spot. Walton what, well, Walton, what we love about you is your passion and your sincerity. But the thing is, you're so passionate that when you take things to heart, you can flip on a fucking dime. Like, like you can go from happy to sad, and just beyond sad, psychotic. We don't want to see psychotic. We like happy. We'll deal with sad. We'll lift you up. 
We are Fuck your, you guys. We're, we're your angel wings. <laughs> you sit the hell down, Walton. We're not done with you yet. Um, guys, this. Kidding. Speaking of friends, did you see the trailer for the Social Network? This Jer Jesse Eisenberg movie directed by uh, who? Who's the director? Uh, uh, what's his name? It, it's David Fincher. David Fincher. David Fincher, written by oh, Aaron really? Sorkin. Yeah. Aaron, oh wow. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin script. About David Fincher. No, I'm excited for this. Yeah. The trailer was starring Justin Timberlake and uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Are you going to show this trailer? I don't know. The trailer's kind of like it's just the like it's words. Dumb. If the, they can't hear it, it's well. Words. Actually, I think that's why we want to talk about it. It's probably the worst trailer I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, it's not great, but it's you know good. what I mean? Um, uh, one, well, other than Jesse Eisenberg's face. One trailer that... <laughs> you know what's funny what? is your hand kind of looks like Jesse Eisenberg's face. <laughs> why Why are you doing that? That's just I'm weird. Jesse Eisenberg would do little shadow puppets. Um, <laughs> like, I'm just going to block the camera with my hand as they talk about Jesse Eisenberg's face. This is my Gilbert Claw. <laughs> <laughs> I am Kitty. Uh, Gilbert Claw in your face. Give him a claw. I am kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I swear to you, audience, audience, I swear to you, I'm Gilmore Claw. I'm when, he, when he masturbates with that hand, he calls it Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Gilmore calls his hand Jesse Eisenberg. Come on, Jesse Eisenberg, let's go beat up some zombies. Yeah, the other one's Timber Lake. <laughs> They're rising from the dead again. We need to beat them down. You boys want to play Zombieland? <laughs> let's put you guys back in the ground. <laughs> Rule one of killing zombies. <laughs> Where the rules come up? Oh, I made his head explode. <laughs> he sticks it in the freezer and make it feel like a zombie. And when he's done, zombie kill of the week. Zombie kill of the week. Uh, is one of you guys wearing a phone or something? No. Isn't that buzzing? I have a phone. It's. Did anybody call you? No. Thought so. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Laura's leaving. Thank you, sweetie. I love you. That's my beautiful wife. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye, Mrs. London. Who, Bye, uh, Mrs. London. Farewell, farewell. Is Colleen good? What? Yeah. Con what? She's dead. Yeah, Colleen's dead. Oh, he's got a friend over here. So, so Laura's leaving. Um, I gotta tell you something about my awesome wife. I, I call her every now and then. I go, I go, oh, sweetie, you're my everything because I love her. And she goes, I'm your Betty and Veronica. And I go, yeah, that would make me Jughead. And then she goes, why does Jughead wear a crown? <laughs> And I was like, that's the stuff I, my, my, my wife thinks about. Why does Jughead wear a crown? Cause, well, when were we having and we were having that conversation during sex. Aww. <laughs> really? <laughs> She's like sitting there literally having sex. And she goes, wait, why does Jughead have a crown? And I'm like, I'm like. She's picturing Jughead during sex? Well, she has to. She's with me. She, I mean, I'm not Archie. I'm Jughead. Moose. And... <laughs> Thanks, you, Mr. Weatherby. George Callard's Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> yeah, and so we what, got, only we, we got, a, we got a cosplay this shit. <laughs> We're gonna roll into Comic Con one day as the, the, the Riverdale crew. But a part of me was like, should I be insulted or like turned on by this conversation? Like, I don't. How did this conversation start happening? Like, whatever. So I said, I don't know why he wears a crown. Can we do she this? She kind of does look like Betty. If you think about it, Laura, Laura doesn't bit. look like either one of them. Well, no, if you got, if if no, you're trying to, not at all. No. Not at all. Did you guys know that um, Archie got married? We were at uh, no, Meltdown really. Comics, and Archie got married to Betty. Oh, spoiler! Sorry if is you didn't know. Real? Okay. Yeah, he's married. Did Veronica die? Uh, Veronica is just playing the field, coming to slut, drinking a lot. Oh wow! Actually, she got cancer, so Archie's like, "All right, which one's a better um, investment?" One of her boobs <laughs> is gone. Uh, guys. Speaking of great trailers, Green Hornet, the Green Hornet trailer, I like it. It actually made me interested to see the movie that I was not really, I didn't know about. I actually... I was unsure about. I'm not happy with Seth Rogen um, being the Green <laughs> Hornet, but I did like that uh, from the trailer, they tied it into a bit of a mythos with yeah. his dad being the Green Hornet before him. I thought that was pretty cool. I just don't like... Um, I, I, my, my dad's older, and... That was the one thing that we kind of agreed upon was like cereals. Like he'd show me those when I was a kid, mm -hmm. and Green Hornet was one of them. And I also got to hear a lot of the radio plays on tape as a kid, and then the '70s TV show. It and watching that, I'm just kind of like, my dad would shit on this. I was just like, like anybody who actually really likes the Green Hornet. Is, is your Brian? Is your dad not with us anymore? No, he's with us. He's just losing his mind a little bit. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's 83. And Your father's 83? How old are you? Yeah, I'm uh, 28. Holy 42. shit. Motherfucker got busy up in this. All right, 
Not when he was. Not, a, wait, your father. Wait, this is your father. This is my dad. He's how old? He's eighty-three. He served in World War Two. Your That's father awesome. served in World War Two. Yes. Your father's awesome. eighty-three. He had you when he was how? Old? Fifty. Fifty-four. He was fifty-four years old, like banging. I can't. That ain't like, shit. Yeah, it, it's fifty-four because I'm turning twenty-nine this year. So. Your father served in World War Two. Yes. Now, at tail end, um, he was in boot camp when VJ Day happened. So wow. he thought he was gonna have to serve in the Pacific, um, and then when uh, Japan surrendered, he instead got rerouted to Europe, and he served as a displaced person's relocation specialist, um, which he got people that were displaced during the war back to their homes. Hey, Colleen, did you know this? Colleen, hey, Colleen, Colleen this, is, uh, this is Brian Walton's friend, Colleen. She's just going to, come on, hop over the fence. Come on, here. This is, uh, just wave to the audience there in the camera like this. That, that's, that's Colleen, Brian Walton's friend. I have really attractive friends. <laughs> Colleen, did you know that Brian Walton's dad got busy when he was 53 years old, had Brian in his, like, eight, an 82-year-old man right now, and actually served in World War II? His dad, not his grandfather, his dad. I actually did know that. I think it's impressive. And we're talking about the Green Hornet trailer. Good job, Brian. Like, like, like the Green Hornet died, his, his, like, his father died yeah. and left, like, the character to, like, have the mantle of the Green Hornet. How yeah. do you not know that when your dad <laughs> dies, he's like, listen... Back in like some Jap island somewhere, I left you like the legacy of f crime fighting. Like, how do you know that your dad wasn't like some badass Sergeant Rock motherfucker in like the middle of World War II and like left you this, huh? You need to start firming up, man. Wow. Because you might be a crime fighter that you don't even know about. Well, until I your dad dies and like on your on his deathbed, which will be another twenty years of the pace he's going because yeah. he's a badass. Like, you're gonna have to take over like his his fucking like arsenal of weapons and like his suits and shit, and you're gonna be out there. Living until you're 132. Yeah, I yeah I plan on on maintaining that. Actually, that's one. Of the <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to that. His dad's like, that was just like his dad's like a badass, snapping people's necks and shit like that. He's like, son, if you found this tape, it means I'm dead. Some of my enemies have found me. It's up to you to destroy their crime syndicate. That's world, you know, world glo global domination. And you're like. What if I don't want to? <laughs> <laughs> he just, he like changes the channel. Like bite, a, bite him a beef stick. He's like, son, this is the president of the United States, a good friend of mine. I need you to take up the work that I've made. <laughs> and make sure that these assholes don't take over the world. And, and Walton's just, just like, can I do that for my Xbox? Can I slap into a Slim Jim first? <laughs> Walton, you need to start fucking getting all badass. Thank you, Colleen. I started. Thank you. First step, haircut. The first step. Hair step. Thanks, Colleen. We can go hiking soon. Hair step? Uh, uh, haircut. Haircut. First step. Oh, ha first step. Haircut. It's first the step. hair step. It's the hair step. Yeah, there you're right. Go. There you go. Who said hair step? We you both did. did. Okay, I, th I said No, just you. Let's yeah. make it a thing. The hair step. This is the hair step of the badass. Next step? No, no, no. The hair step this is the intro to you becoming a badass. This is yeah. a badass makeover. Wants to become a badass, the beginning is the hair step. Yeah, basically, basically um, you are a part of the... Slowest training montage in history. <laughs> like, like, we need a fucking montage. Like, 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 by the time this montage is over, you'll be five years older. And, like, buff. And, like, weaponed out. But, like, right now, you just start with this, and then you take off for, like, three months. Oh, And then no. later, you're like, oh, shit, you pick up a pencil. No, I'm actually further along <laughs> than you guys all thought. Um, I changed my name. I'm Ben Dunn. I'm, I'm Holy <laughs> shit. Maybe he's a crime syndicate. All right. Um, your sister. Yeah. Colleen, this man is a master of many secrets. We don't want to find out about. Uh, guys, we got Ian Kerner on the show next week, so comics, it'll have to wait. <laughs> uh, it just will. Like, the comic I picked up this week was a hardcover for uh, Beast of Burden. And, I've Walton, told you guys and, about. and Walton yeah. is a big movie guy, too. So. Yeah. The, the, the thing I got to say about comics, I didn't read anything this week, but we, I went into a comic book store for the first time in a, a month, and I was just like, where the fuck do you start nowadays? Like, yeah. DC wants you to buy everything, Marvel wants you to buy everything, and everything's number one. And you're like, how can everything be number one every month? Don't start with the majors. Go to like, you know, when I got back into comics, when I worked at a comic store, I started with the Star Wars books. You know, because I was a Star Wars fan. Do um, you read Star Wars Legacy? You know that ended? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I stopped at the prequels, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have my dignity. Um... Okay. Yeah. So uh, I I just picked yeah. up that hardcover so by Evan Norkin and Jill Thompson, uh, Beast of Burden. If if you just want like Vanicula meets Fringe, that's oh, what yeah, you yeah. do. We we were talking that's about that. That's how described it. It's spot on. It's that's like awesome. it's a bunch of neighborhood animals solving like supernatural 
occurrences that's around cool. the neighborhood. I actually might pick that up. You uh, love it. I didn't like Wii Three, but that's because I didn't like I don't like Grant Morrison's right. writing at all. But wow, it's uh, hit or miss. Not anything. I he does have good things. He he always starts strong. Always, and then uh, except for that, Return of Bruce Wayne is, is garbage. Okay, that thing's making me crazy. Like, so what? Uh, what turned you off? What, what was it? What was the moment where you were like, "Oh, uh, fuck, Grant Morrison"? His X Men run, like yeah. when huh. it jumped to the future, I'm like, "What the? This is yeah. bullshit!" <laughs> like this is just horribly, horribly written. In his defense, I do like that he mixes it up a little bit. You know what I mean? He like, yeah, he ma- shakes up the status quo. Like if, you know, if the, yeah, book, if the Bic has been the same same old same old for a while. He's the guy who comes in and goes, "All right, I'm going to make the uh, the mutant population of Earth go crazy. I'm going to make uh, Xavier have like a crazy you know relative. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw things in the future. I'm gonna kill Green Gray." You know, like I did think it was funny he tried to make Beast gay, and Marvel was just like, "Okay, let's go with it." And then, oh, no, no, not no, gay anymore. No, not gay anymore. Sweden has him bang that green hair. <laughs> yeah. Kick. Um, uh, comics. All Star Superman. All Star Superman is great. That okay. Is great. Oh yeah. You, is you that Grant Morrison? It is Grant Morrison. Okay. Frank Quitely does the yeah. the art for that. If you haven't read it, the, uh, my introduction to the All Star line was that fucked up Batman. Go eat a goddamn rat, Robin. <laughs> I'll be up here smoking a tube. Um, <laughs> video games. Video games. We both played the Crackdown demo. Yeah, that's Crackdown uh, two. I was a huge fan of Crackdown. I loved Crackdown 1. I loved it. It was like Robocop the game for me. I, I, just, I think they should make a Robocop game. It's one of the few games where when you're fully powered up, you actually, there's still game left. Right. Like most of the time, you get powered up uh, to the point where you just now, like you're at full power, now you fight at the final boss and it's over. Right. Crackdown I liked because you could build up your stats and there's still plenty of game left to play mm-hmm. and you, you you're actually getting to have a good time being fully powered. It was totally paced well. Yeah. And uh, I got that vibe from Crackdown too. You level up really quickly in the demo. And cool thing about the demo is you're going to be able to, if you um, get any achievements in the demo, you're going to be able to carry it over to the real game. Right. One of the first first games to actually do that, I think. Uh, it, it's cool. It's, it gives incentive because people are such achievement whores. Yeah. Like I literally tied a woman to the tracks in Red Dead Redemption today for that one five the, for the five achievement points that you yeah. get from the dastardly achievement where you leave a you tie a woman up and put her on the tracks and, and let the train hit her my ancestors are pissed at you yeah well she popped like a she, she, like, no my ancestors are pissed at him because uh, the Walton gang oh the Walton gang dude <laughs> the Walton gang the Walton is... gang in Red Dead Redemption I've been putting those bastards in the ground left and right and we got back at him though we blew up a house <laughs> I totally forgot how yeah. often your name is in pop culture Oh well, yeah. These, uh, well, the Walton Gangs is gang in Red Dead Redemption, and, and right. in the new multiplayer packs, Andy Graham and I were playing. Andy Boy, one of our writers, we're playing, and one of the missions is the Walton Gang has tumbleweed. <laughs> Take it back from them. This is part of one of the multiplayer missions that was free this week. I definitely recommend it if you guys have Red Dead Redemption. Um, so we're playing it, and we're taking back tumbleweed, which is one of those ghost towns that the gang is hidden out in, and we're like. Uh, all just kind of being all ballsy and running in there, blowing shit out and like shooting people. And there's one, the, one or two guys like hell, like hold up in a house. And usually the rule is throw a piece of dynamite in there. But none of us had dynamite, so we just rushed the house. House exploded. And <laughs> he said, "You've all died." <laughs> like out of nowhere, there's four of us. We all rushed the house at the same time. The Walton gang just exploded the house. It was great. Oddly enough, that started the long tradition of uh, booby traps and Walton houses. That's based right. on true history. That's right. That's we, right. Uh, your, your father, uh, yeah. there in the Pacific. That's actually. Um, it was after that period of time where um, they became crime fighters instead. Mm-hmm. Just um, like you tripped, uh, you tricked Colleen into thinking you guys were going to go hiking. Yeah. Today, like, hey, let's said, go hiking. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Now there's yeah. an explanation for that trickery. Yeah. 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 Colleen, Which, Colleen, how did you not know in knowing uh, Brian for this long that he's a uh, total liar? Colleen. She's, she's asleep. <laughs> she's, dead. she's dead. She's dead. She's dead. Um, guys, uh, yes, going back to the Crackdown 2 demo, I'm looking forward to it. I like yeah. the mutants running around and shit like that. Uh, actually, the first time I encountered the mutants, I'm like, this reminded me a little bit of Dead Rising. Oh, um, it's, like, it's like Robocop. You hit them and they yeah. explode. Yeah, it's great. You know I'm telling you, Robocop the game. And, yeah, whenever you lo- and now whenever you uh, get um, powered up, your, your image changes. Yeah, you it's like great. Well, that happened in the first game. Did it? Mm-hmm. I know the uh, cars changed and shit like that. Yeah, well, you you actually, it kind of, fa- a lot like Fable, you buff mm-hmm. up whenever you level up. But I'm down for Crackdown 2. We'll yeah, see what the multiplayer is like, but I'm I, down with that. I'm looking forward to, actually, when I first started the demo, I thought it was multiplayer. I'm like, where are all these where people are running around with these icons? You know what, it tells you that because at the load-up screen, it says who else is playing the game. Oh, okay. In your, your friends list. And I was like, well, can I play with them? No, you can't. Yeah. 
Um, War for Cybertron, the demo there was that, multiplayer. That was fun. Yeah, the multiplayer I, was cool. I got my ass beat to shit, but I had a great time getting mm. beat up. Like, I was getting pwned by probably 12-year-olds. Are we not friends on Xbox Live? Uh, Geekscape.net um, is full up. Yes, it is. <laughs> We've, um, I've been trying to add, like, I'm, I'm constantly hoping, like, know, somebody what's deletes. What's your gamer tag? I'll delete somebody for you. Okay. It's, what's your gamer tag? Uh, Fluxfire01. Oh, fuck that. Uh, Geekscape.net. Now, yeah. fl- it's just Fluxfire01. Yeah. It's my old email from when I was... We'll find it. Like, yeah. Goth. Uh, <laughs> speaking of old school, back when, back when <laughs> we were old Brian, school... I love Brian's reaction, goth. He's like... Guilty, like, he just gave up. Guilty as charged. 45 minutes into the episode is when Walton gave up. We can call it. <laughs> Excuse uh, I'm gonna go listen to some Cure. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Steven Prescott's like, okay. <laughs> Modern boy on the forums. Uh, guys, um, when I was a, uh, a kid in middle school, I played all those Sierra games, King's Quest, Heroes Quest, Police Quest, ah, Quest, yes. for, Quest for Glory, the King's Quest. Friend Quest? Friend Quest, yeah, I needed that shit. <laughs> I did need that shit. Uh, I loved all those old adventure games uh, that Sierra put out, but Sierra, uh, you know, adventure gaming kind of went the way of the dodo and um, was replaced by like first person shooters and all that shit you didn't really have to use your brain you just had to hit the buttons faster than everybody else because you hate that I hate that uh, King's Quest uh, was one of these these games it was like their, it was like Sierra's biggest franchise I think there were like six seven games in it and uh, was this on like the Commodore it, no it was on the PC and all that shit we had to load up like nine discs yeah it was like it was like I just got a game you shake the box there's like 90 floppies in there yeah and you, you, Can't you wait take to out play these it. big things like yes I'm having fun alright start please insert next wait, disc wait yeah remember when you installed those things you had to keep switching you mean like out? the game yeah. like three like and a half floppies from the beginning of big like kind of no yeah. uh, that's how the first King's Quest was absolutely okay like the, I remember the first Ultima games. that's the only one I ever played when I played the first couple of Ultima games I remember all those floppies and shit I loved those games. Like I, I, I was a console kid. I never played PC games growing up. King's Quest was an awesome game. Um, and so the news is. And so Sierra was acquired after a while by Activision. Mm-hmm. And Activision, you know, they're like, they're like, are, they're like, we're so not making that shit. If we, you know what I mean? Uh, so a bunch of fans got together and made this fan-created sequel, like the new game in the King's Quest series, and they called it Silver Lining. And they worked on it for like a couple of years, and Activision caught wind of it and was like, you can make that shit all you want, you're never going to release it, because we own the King's Quest brand. And uh, this is great. I got a press release, uh, like yesterday, from the company that had been kind of put together from the fans to make this King's Quest thing. Activision was giving them permission to release the game, and uh, it's free. So July 10th, you can go to the website and release the new King's Quest game for free, and it'll be episodic. So if you're a PC user, this is huge news, you know. So th- those three of us who are PC users, Satori, um, Ben Dunn, and Andy Boy, you guys can do this shit. So I was pretty excited about that. Mm-hmm. That Activision like put their blessing on a brand new King's Quest game, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's kind of like last year when you had um, the Monkey Island Special Edition do like a, a comeback on Steam and on Xbox Live. Like it slowly opened the door for. The rest of them, you know what I mean. The Lucas Arts mm. shit showed up on Steam. Now you've got special edi- Monkey Island Special Edition two coming out on the seventh of July. That's how I'm spending the, for that week of July. That was my favorite game of all time, almost. What's my favorite game of all time? I don't know. That's in the top five. Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time is in there. Ocarina of Time is. My yeah. Ocarina. Grand Theft. One of the Grand. Probably Grand Theft you Auto. You liked four. Grand you Theft loved Auto. four. You loved four. Yeah, but I loved, I but I loved four because I loved San Andreas. And four, I, I was getting texts. I loved like, all the other ones. You don't understand. I just stole a car and I ran down an old woman. I'm getting texts from you while you're playing it. Like <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm, I'm on the run. I gotta go. And I'm like, why are you texting me if you're on the run? Because motherfucker, I'm gangster. <laughs> Eastern <laughs> European gangster. <laughs> you suck at, uh, at airplane levels. Oh, you saw me doing that airplane level, and it you, was you like, were there for like 40 minutes. And it, and it was an airplane level. It was, it was a, a helicopter level. level. It was a helicopter level. level. Helicopter level. It took me a while. I uh, I love Mass Effect. Like I know it's it's a newer game, but that would probably be in my top five. Mm-hmm. Well, and I count them like you can do newer one, two, newer I, games I can be in your top five. Like I, I would say Mass Effect Castle one and Crashers two. Crashers is one of the most memorable. It replace it's actually it actually replaces it because if you actually look at a lot of the old like Double Dragon beat 'em up games. Can finish the sentence? No, I don't know. Castle Crashers replaces all of those in my heart. 
he had to start a, like a semi sentence. He had two. He had two incomplete sentences, and they don't really like. Other than subject wise, they didn't pertain to by, each other. By the time he got to the point, I was like, "Double Dragon, what are you talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> um. So, guys. Um. Let me see. So, you know what? Go on the forums. Talk about your top five games of all time. Those are definitely mine. Um, make a ranker list. Make a make a they'll make a regular list. Put it on the Geeksy forums, <laughs> competing websites. You can share. You can do yeah, do it. So guys, you make a ranker list. Go ahead. Top five video games of all time. Is that all right, Gilmore? Yeah. All right. It's not too exciting. It won't bring you a whole bunch of traffic. I just want the conversation over at Geekscape. What are your top five games of all time? Yeah, and instead of posting them um, like instead of just listing them out in like text form, just paste a link to your ranker sheet. Right. And that way you'll have it forever. So guys, um, just in case the Geekscape <laughs> website gets turned done, are you done over now? Matt Kelly's posting like his top ten movies on a Facebook note. I'm like, Fuck, you have friends that work at a site designed for yeah. listing stuff. Yeah, every time he does that, I actually shoot him <laughs> but, but, a text or an IM where I just say, "Fuck you." But guys, but guys, he wants people to read them. <laughs> he can yeah. share them yeah. on Facebook. So the, yeah, he can share them on Facebook. There's a share button on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Wow. For the post he just made. Wow. On Facebook. <laughs> Number two site in the world. Geekscape has an account on Ranker. Cool. I hope that person's excited about it. I'll hang out at my house. My house is Geekscape. Guys, uh, why don't you check out that house at geekscape.net? Go and visit us. We got we, we're getting new merchandise. We got new fo- we got forums. We got articles that you guys work so hard on. So news, all the news from the show is on there. We're gonna and have some countdown to Comic Con articles coming your countdown way. Countdown to Comic Con. We'll be there with the booth. Brand new merchandise and um, news stories yeah. from me, Benjamin Dunn, Brian Gilmore. We're all going to be uh, covering Comic Con. Matt Kelly's going to be mm-hmm. working the booth. Uh, this man's going to be at the booth. <laughs> really? Guys, that guys, sucks. I love how he's got stuck with that now. Beyond <laughs> that, we've got a uh, face. <laughs> Everybody guys, else is going to have you. Dick. Did anyone booth. decide that? No, no he no, did. No. He got the exhibitor pass. I'm going to be on the booth too. Okay, no, the booth we're, we're all going to be at the booth. But well, yeah, but like. A bunch of us have press passes, and Matt Kelly has an exhibitor pass. Interesting. Guys, guys, guys. Interesting. Guys. Which uh, I got mine official. I I squeed. I was like, I got Guys, we also have Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. You just go to those websites and look for geekscape.net, spelled out. And uh, you can subscribe to all those, follow us, and do a, be a member, like it, whatever you do on those sites, do it. Follow members, individual Geekscapists, like follow me if you want. Uh, it's B2Walton. Um, He'll tell uh, you every time you see someone that makes a fan film that he sits next to, you'll know yeah. about it. But I'll also tell you when I pass a random working actor, character actor, that you have no idea who I'm talking about. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> that, like, that, like, at the, uh, like in the elevator. Like uh, yeah. a few weeks no, ago. No, no. Hey, why, why don't you? Uh, is. Listen, w- w- no, they don't. Why, why don't you make? <laughs> no, they fucking don't. W- why don't you make a Twitter account that's called Watch Me Stock? <laughs> Twitter.com, Watch Me Stock. Actually, watch, watch Me Stock.com. We'll link it to Geeks. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just find with that. Wait, no, we should just buy like Hollywood Sweaty and it's just Walt, whenever Walton gets to stand next to a celebrity. <laughs> guys, that is our episode. We will um, let you guys go. We'll be here next week for the review of Last Airbender with Ian Kerner. I think. I think. Yeah, Ian Kerner. This is gonna be like a countdown to that review. I cannot wait to just hear him rail. I'm just gonna get on, out of the way. And you, you're not I think he's gonna stay. like it. He liked. He liked. Uh, what's it called? He liked like, Moonlight or that one. That show. With yeah. the girl. He and I, well, okay. I guess and, Ian and, and I have the, similar tastes. I like Moonlight too. I thought and, it was really well done. And at well the done. time that uh, I, I was, I was, I was kind of seeing this girl that was a big Twilight fan when the tw- first Twilight came out. Who did I see at the Midnight Show? Look, Mr. Ian Kerner. Hey guys. Yeah, but you were at the Midnight Show too. Well, I had the girl that wanted to see it. <laughs> no, he no. was there on his own accord. Right. That's when you say, "Have fun, sweetheart. Go with a friend." No, no, no. I was curious. I've never seen that show. We'll, we'll see you guys next week. Thank <laughs> have you. a good one. Thank you.